Have you ever hit the wall in a marathon? I have. And it's a horrible feeling. Running low on energy, getting sore prematurely, and being forced to slow down in the final third of a marathon is no fun at all. When you hit the wall, months of hard work can go down the drain, and you're left with lukewarm feelings about your race. You end up thinking, I knew I could have done better. And the thing is, you almost certainly could have. I've run seven marathons in my life, but it wasn't until the 2023 Chicago Marathon that I took the time to learn how to and actually properly carb load for the first time. I'd never taken carbohydrate loading all that seriously before, but it wasn't until the final 20 miles of this marathon where I discovered just how good you can feel if you do it. In many of my past marathons, the last six miles were a struggle. I would cramp, I would lose energy, I even had to walk some of them in. But in the last six miles of Chicago, I felt amazing. I honestly think that carbohydrate loading and doing it the right way played a huge role in how good I felt at the end of Chicago. And I ended up negative splitting that race and running my last few miles as some of my fastest. Obviously, my training and my experience have a large role to play in how well I did, but the last six miles of a marathon have often been a struggle for me. And I think that carbohydrate loading is one of the most impactful things that I did differently before Chicago that made me feel so good and run so well from start to finish. I think this is so powerful that I now encourage all of my athletes to carb load in the few days leading up to their half marathons and marathons. And honestly, I think if you don't do this, you're really, really missing out. So in this episode of the Night and Runs podcast, I'm going to teach you exactly why carbohydrate loading is so important before a marathon or half and give you precise instructions on how to do it yourself properly before your next race. I'm also going to include a sample three-day meal plan, which is what I myself ate in the three days leading up to the uh, 2023 Chicago Marathon, where I, I ran the best race ever. Um, I set a seven minute PR and finished in a time of 246. Today's episode of the Night and Runs podcast is brought to you by those who support this show on Patreon. If you would like to sh- support the show as well, uh, and vote for content that you would like to see on the show, get your questions answered on the show, or if you want a Night and Run sticker, you can support what I'm doing and spread some love by going to patreon.com slash night and runs. Thanks so much for everyone who supports the show. I really appreciate it. And it encourages me to keep making these for you and teaching you what you want to hear. Also, if you haven't already, please go to my website and check out a copy of my book, Run Faster Marathons, The Proven Path to PR. I'll send you a free preview edition of it if you would like. Just go to nightandruns.com slash book, and I'll send that to you right away.
All right. So let's get into the the meat of the episode here. I want to teach you exactly uh, the whys and hows of carbohydrate loading so you can do it properly before your next race and feel your best in those final few miles. All right. So if you are watching this on the YouTube channel, I'm going to share my screen and show the article that I actually wrote on this topic for my blog. If you're just listening to the podcast version, I'm going to include a link to this article in the show notes so you can check it out there uh, as well. Some of the visuals and charts that I have in the article will be helpful, but I'll do my best to explain them as we go. How to properly carb load before a marathon or half marathon. First off, you need to know why carb loading is essential before a marathon or a half. And really, it's because our bodies run on two sources of fuel. We have our stored body fat and we have carbohydrates that we eat. Fat's the primary energy source for powering slower, easy-paced running and jogging. And essentially, you know, even the the skinniest athlete is going to have an unlimited supply of stored body fat to fuel endless miles at a slow pace. When people run ultra marathons, 50 milers, 100Ks, marathon, um, 100 milers, right? Primarily, you're running slow. You're relying primarily on stored body fat. This is why you could go for you know a hundred a hundred mile run, um, and yeah, you need to eat things along the way. But primary, it's you have so much stored energy inside your body to power slow running. I mean, you could go forever if you've ever been on an all day long hike. You're tapping primarily into stored body fat as well. But when it comes to road racing and running faster paces, the fuel source that our body uses to power us to run fast switches. While fat can only power us to run slower paces, carbohydrates power us to run faster paces. And it is about at marathon race pace where we start to switch over from using primarily fat to primarily carbohydrates for fuel. As you get faster than marathon race pace, you know, into half marathon, 10K, 5K, you're using more and more and more carbohydrates um, and less and less fat to fuel you. The thing is that though we have an unlimited supply of stored body fat, you know, and you could run five hours (laughs) slow without eating, Our bodies only have enough fuel to power us for roughly 90 minutes to maybe two hours of fast running before we completely empty our fuel tank of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are stored in the body in the form of glycogen, so you may be familiar with that term as well. So, Marathons obviously take well over 120 minutes or two hours for all of us to complete. Even the fastest marathoners in the world who are running close to two hours, you know, from start to finish, they would be totally emptying emptying out their carbohydrate uh, store tanks unless they took in energy on the go. And um, 
obviously they take in energy on the go because you want to maintain a, a consistent and uh, consistent energy level and keep your fuel tank topped up throughout the course of a marathon. Likewise, for us mere mortals who are running much slower than two hours in the marathon, you know, we're going to completely empty out our carbohydrate fuel tanks over the course of a marathon. Same thing with a half marathon. Um, you know, if you're running over 90 minutes in the half marathon, you're going to pretty much empty out your, your carbohydrate stores entirely over the course of that race. And, uh, even if you're running a half marathon under 90 minutes, you're going to deplete most of them. So it's still beneficial to fuel along the way as well, uh, to make sure that your energy stays consistent from start to finish. But here I'm just talking about replenishing carbohydrates as you go. Obviously, you need to do that. We need to take gels um, or you know other forms of sugar during a race to feel our best and top up on our fuel tanks. But what if you started a race and your fuel tank wasn't 100% full to begin with? You'd already be starting you know, at a deficit. You want to ensure that your fuel tank is 100% full, maybe even overflowing a little bit if that's possible at the start of a race. You know in a marathon and a half, you're going to completely empty out your fuel tank and you're going to have to take gels along the way. You don't want to be starting that race with a fuel tank that's 50% full, even 75% full. You want it 100% full because you're going to burn through all of those carbs in your body if you want to run your best. So carbohydrate loading in the three days before your marathon is exactly how you do this. All right. So when should you start carbohydrate loading? Based on what I understand from nutritionists who I've, I've learned from, with a marathon, you want to start carb loading three days before the race starts. So if your race is on Sunday, that would mean Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you want to really be focusing on carbohydrate loading. If you're running a half marathon, honestly, I think you should do the same thing. Three days. Um, Maybe you could get away with two because it's only half the distance. Um, and if it's a, a, a race in the middle of your training cycle, you know, one that you're not taking as seriously, maybe just one or two days of carbo loading um, would be okay. But if you really want to take it seriously and do it the right way, I think three days of carbohydrate loading would be best. And certainly before any marathon where you're planning to race your fastest, definitely do three days. All right. How many carbohydrates should you eat? So this is going to be based upon your body weight. So I have a chart here that's that's visible on the YouTube version of this uh, talk. And if you're listening to the podcast, please go to the link in the show notes and you'll see it in my blog post. But basically, you take how many pounds that you weigh, you look at that on the chart, and that's going to tell you how many carbohydrates to eat per day. So um, before I ran Chicago, 
I was in the 130 to 145 pounds range on this chart. And that tells me that I want to eat 500 to 550 grams of carbohydrates per day. So you're just, you know, whatever weight you are in the week leading up to your marathon, that would give you how many carbohydrates to eat per day. Easy enough. So then you need to start tracking them. I had never tracked carbs before. Um, <laughs> I had never tracked really anything with my food before. Just ate intuitively based on what I thought made me feel good. And, you know, based on my knowledge of what healthy food is and what I like. But I learned a lot by tracking the carbs in the three days before Chicago. You know, one of the biggest takeaways that I learned is to carb load effectively, to eat as many carbohydrates as are recommended, you need to eat a lot. I mean, you really need to focus on it. Um, I, I was someone who, you know, I thought I was eating enough carbs because I tend to eat a high carbohydrate diet, but it wasn't until I intentionally started tracking it and trying to hit a goal that I realized, oh, wow, like you really need to focus on this. You need to eat carbohydrate rich meals, carbohydrate rich snacks, uh, you know, maybe even a carbohydrate rich dessert like I did in one case just to hit my target. So it's easy to figure out how many carbs are in your food. You know, if you're just eating packaged food, it says right on the package. Um, so you could, you know, estimate what size of food you're eating, how many servings you're eating, and then take the take the number of carbohydrates off the package and multiply it by however many servings. Write that down in a little notebook and log what you eat over the course of the day. And for any un unpackaged food, you know, it's pretty easy to just Google it. So I, I would do this all the time, you know, Google how many carbs are in a banana, um, you know, and it just popped right up and it said a medium sized banana has 27 grams of carbs. Okay, cool. So I wrote that down, you know, um, same thing with any other vegetable um, or fruit or um, most other things come in packages. I mean, grains come in packages, right? So you, you can see that. Um most things come in packages, but for fruits and vegetables, you can you can Google them and uh, see what it is. One thing to keep in mind is that the exact number of carbs that you consume uh, don't need to be precise. You know, there's going to be some guesstimating here, and that's fine. Know that there's some margin of error in this, um, and it's not worth stressing over as long as your intent is is there and you're in the ballpark of eating how many carbs that you're trying to hit per day. Um, so if you're a little over, a little under, it's totally fine. So here is the, uh, the three-day meal plan that I ate in the three days leading up to the Chicago Marathon. So my target was 500 to 550 grams of carbs per day. And this is what I ate. So I'm just going to go into it because uh, I think it's kind of helpful to see, you know, specifically what someone would eat, what you might want to consider eating for your next marathon if you want to carb load the best that you can. So day one, three days before the marathon, I was still staying at home at this point. 
breakfast, I had uh, a cup of rolled oats. I had a medium-sized banana. I topped that with a few tablespoons of agave syrup and peanut butter. And uh, that was my that was my breakfast. I eat that actually most days, um, general healthy breakfast. But usually I don't put on the syrup and instead I would do fruit or something like that. But here I was really focusing on trying to get the carbs. And I also that morning had one serving of Gatorade formula, uh, just powder that I would put in a bottle. I think I went for a run that morning, a short run. Then for a snack, um, in a few hours later, I was, I was eating brown rice cakes and <laughs> I've actually never really had brown rice cakes before, but I found that they were a great way to get a carbohydrate rich, healthy, relatively unprocessed snack. So I think, uh, brown rice cake had like 16 grams of carbs per cake. So I'd eat like three of those for a snack. Okay. So then lunch, I made uh, homemade fried rice with a little bit of vegetables. Uh, so I had two cups of white rice and a little bit of vegetables, probably some soy sauce and maybe some some sriracha or something like that. And then I had a medium-sized banana as well. And that right there was like 150 uh, grams of carbs. Afternoon snack, more brown rice cakes. And dinner... I was like, okay, what's, I had oats, I had rice, what else can I do? Uh, a sandwich. So I got a large French baguette. I think the baguette had like 150 grams of carbs just in itself. Um, and I made a sub with uh, marinara sauce and some vegan sausage patties. It was pretty good. And then for an evening snack, I realized, because uh, I was tracking my carbs all day long, I was still maybe a little low. So... I had some some coconut ice cream <laughs> that added another 25 grams of carbs, and all of that added up to 562 grams for the day. So day two was the day that I was traveling to my marathon, and here it got a little bit trickier. I wasn't at home for the full day, so um, I needed to be a little more careful about where I was getting my carbs from and making sure I got enough. So breakfast, I just ate that same breakfast that I ate the day before. Oats, banana, agave syrup, a little bit of peanut butter, and some Gatorade. Snack. Um, I took this to the airport with me. <laughs> More brown rice cakes. I ate a lot of these. They were a great filler for carbs. Uh, lunch in the airport. Um, this wasn't really much of a lunch at all, but I had a bottle of Gatorade, and I had some bags of salted pretzels. For an afternoon snack, I ate an apple and I ate a banana. And once we got to our hotel in Chicago, there was a, a Trader Joe's down at the bottom of the hotel. We went out in there and picked up white pita bread, um, plain hummus, and a tin of grape leaves stuffed with white rice. So I ate three loaves of that pita bread. You know, eight ounces of the hummus and um, the whole tin of grape leaves, and that that dinner right there added up to be uh, over two hundred grams of carbs. And for my total for the day, it looks like I was at five hundred and eighteen grams of carbs. So in that five hundred to five fifty range that I was looking for. Day three before the mar. Um, Day three, one day before the marathon, 
Again, I was staying at the hotel in Chicago for breakfast. I had purchased at a grocery store that was near the hotel. I got two plain bagels. That alone had close to 100 grams of carbs. Two tablespoons of peanut butter, one medium-sized banana, and to get some filler carbs in there, I had a uh, 16-ounce bottle of apple cider. Morning snack, more brown rice cakes. (laughs) And then uh, for lunch... This was the day before the marathon. We were in Chinatown, which uh, was near the bib pickup area. And I found a vegetarian uh, Chinese restaurant and I got a rice noodle dish that had tofu and vegetables in it. With that, I don't really know how many carbs were in it, but I would guesstimate like 125, maybe 150 based on what I I understand Um, (laughs) just from tracking this stuff for a few days. It was really good by the way. Afternoon snack, more brown rice cakes. They weren't super good or, or like exciting or anything. It was just kind of a healthy way to get in extra carbs. They were fine, kind of cardboardy. Um, they worked good. Dinner, we went to um, a Whole Foods that was nearby. I kind of like Whole Foods before the marathon, if you can get to one, because they have a lot of options. Um, you know, you can get whatever you want especially if they have like the hot bar um, and big prepared food section. So I got two slices of vegan pizza. Um, It wasn't too greasy, mostly just carbohydrates and vegetables. I think it had sauce. I I think it had a little bit of uh, vegan cheese on it, which was a little oily, but not enough to, you know, make it seem like an unhealthy meal the night before a race. And um, I, I got one cup of white rice from the hot bar and that supplemented my carb intake. And then as an evening snack the night before the marathon, um, I had a small glass of red wine with my wife and I had um, one of my favorite little dessert treats. It's called a sweet sesame seed ball, which is this cool, um, I think it's a glutinous rice ball that's coated in sesame seeds and usually there's like a bean paste inside it's a i think it's a chinese or a japanese thing I, I used to get them in chinatown when i lived in boston and we found that at whole foods so it was a fun little dessert all those things i just talked about here on day three of my carb loading which was one day before the marathon ended up being about 545 grams of carbs so that's what i ate and then um The morning of the marathon as well, uh, I actually didn't include this in in the article in the blog, but I I got up. um, It's always good to have a small breakfast before the marathon as well. Something like 300 calories or so is usually about what we're looking at. Um, If I recall correctly, I think I ate a bagel and uh, maybe a little bit of peanut butter on it and drank some Gatorade. I think that's what I did. And this set me up to run such a good marathon. I've I've honestly never felt this good from start to finish in a marathon before. The race honestly like it really didn't even get hard until mile 24. Then it got a little bit hard, but actually I think mile 24, 25 and 26 were my fastest 3 miles of the race, so you know, obviously I you know, I was just digging deep at that point. 
Carb loading, I think, played a huge role in me feeling so good. Obviously, my training and experience played a big role as well. But, you know, this whole carb loading process, really paying attention to it for the three days leading up to my race, I think set me up for success. And and I believe that so much that I now encourage all my athletes to do this for their major races. And I hope you'll consider doing it as well. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Night and Runs podcast. Uh, if you enjoy this show, you can support what I'm doing by going to patreon.com slash night and runs. And if you're uh, interested in potentially working with me one-on-one for the upcoming marathon training season, I am interviewing new athletes this month who are interested in getting started for uh, training for the spring 2024 season. So you can go to nightandruns.com slash coaching and apply, and we can set up a time to chat, see if we would make a good team. I've got a number of folks who are going to be running the Boston Marathon, the London Marathon, and and many others as well. Eugene Marathon is one that comes to mind. And I hope your running is going well. Take care. Until next time, it's been Coach Chris. Bye.